What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List with your host, Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up, guys? And myself, RB. Uh, we're starting a new segment here on Top of the List. You know, some weeks here, um, we're already into 2022, week three now, but some weeks they're going to be uh, slower at, at the movie theaters or on TV. You know, maybe there's not going to be something new that we can come forward and discuss about. So we've decided that we're going to jump in some weeks and come at you with these uh these segments where we discuss films that we have both been fans of, but maybe the other hadn't seen. So we suggest yeah. films for each other to watch and then come forward and, and talk about them. So this is going to be the first week that uh, we go ahead and do that. And the theme sort of this week was films that one of us had seen in 2021 that we really loved, but the other hadn't seen. So we're going to discuss a couple of those films. Uh, Dom, you had me watch uh, an animated film, the Mitchell uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. Dom, yep. uh, I asked you to watch uh, a recent sort of political dark comedy that came out, Don't Look Up. Uh, and we're going to discuss, you know, sort of our opinions, whether we agree or disagree with each other. Uh, so without further ado, Dom, you want to kick us off with Don't Look Up? Yeah, so I think both of the films today uh, we're going to be discussing, you can find on Netflix, right? They're both Netflix uh, exclusives. And um, the first one is Don't Look Up. Uh, starring a lot of really famous people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, um, Kate Blanchett, I mean, yeah. Meryl Streep, Mary Jonah Hill. I mean, oh my gosh, it was an incredible cast. Incredible cast, yeah. And um, so the reason uh, we're talking about it is because Ryan had it on his, uh, his list or I think it was in your honorable mentions or did it make your list for 2021? It was in my honorable mentions. Yeah, so it was in your honorable mentions as one of your favorite movies of the year. So I had to check it out. Um, you said it was different and that's my main takeaway after watching the movie. This is different than a lot of movies being made currently today. And uh, that has its positives, but it also has its negatives in a few areas that I'm sure we're going to discuss. I think I should just start off by giving it maybe a score out of 10. So... Um, for my score out of 10, I would say I'm, I hesitate to give it anything higher than uh, eight, I think. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's right about where I would settle in between the eight and eight and a half range. Maybe just yeah. a little tick higher than you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that like, you know, usually we say anything that's nine or above is like a must see movie mm -hmm. in our book. And, um, you know, I don't think it's worthy of that praise. I think there's enough things that I was uh, wondering maybe could have been cut out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a things. very long movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought, yeah, there's a couple of things for sure that I thought should have been cut out uh, to, to shorten that runtime. But other than that, my biggest takeaway was there was a lot of good, funny moments. Some jokes for me didn't land, unfortunately, but overall, it was that A-list uh, celebrity cast that uh, made this one a worthy watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you without a doubt. Now, um, obviously, this film, a, a political comedy, political satire. I'm really very... interested to know what you think of the meaning, because I have a few thoughts on the meaning, but sorry to interrupt you, though. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I mean, it, it's very polarizing. Yeah. Um, this is definitely not a film for everybody. No, not at um, all. I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely got... Um, and I don't know if I, I watched the film very much like everything in my life at this moment with a very COVID centric lens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you this know, was felt, definitely a product of the COVID era. You could tell for sure. Um, 
Well, let me let me try to yeah. let me ask go, you a go more ahead. direct question yeah. because um, I think maybe we can get to the root of what we're talking about here, the meaning of it. So, um, you know, they, there's this part in the movie where they start taking sides, and it's the title of the movie: "Don't look up," or you know, "Look just up." Look up. Just yeah. look up. Yeah. And the fact that there's the social media propagandas going on and all of that that definitely relates to COVID, right? Um, it has to, what was your takeaway with all that? I stuff? mean, I, I think everything in this, in this yeah. film, yeah, has to do with COVID. You, I mean, the, uh, you know, first of all, spoilers, uh, for, for yeah. anyone out there, you know, we're going to discuss direct plot lines in this, uh, film. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously to me, the comet represents COVID, um, you know, a group of scientists trying to bring this forward, uh, absolutely political, political, uh, draws and different political parties, you know, looking at it one way or another does it exist does it not i think the argument between don't look up versus just look up you know similar to the virus is yeah you know i think um we have with uh leonardo dicaprio's character dr mindy you know very similar to a lot of figures in the cdc and you know yes they're you know initially their idea is good and they're going to protect the people but of course they get sucked into the political drama uh quite literally you know it I think this film kind of with everything that's going on had a lot, uh, you know, Adam McKay, I think directs it brilliantly. Uh, screenwriter is, um, there's stories by Adam McKay and David Sirota or Sirota. Um, I think a lot of this film wrote itself with, you know, the craziness that has gone on in the world the last two years. Yeah. And I, I think you're right there, Ryan, this, this movie for for at least me, the big takeaway was, you know, the fact that it was political at all uh, and the fact that they were making something as simple as, you know, something that was just a fact, political at all. That was kind of the big takeaway about, you know, what the filmmakers were trying to show to us saying, you know, the fact that we're we have this kind of virus COVID pandemic going on and the fact that we've made it so political is kind of insane. And it was shown to the extreme in this movie. Without um, yeah. yeah. And and the kind of it's kind of crazy because this movie is mostly a comedy, but it's also, um, you know, most a set, you know, it's a satire. So it has some comedy elements to it, but it's also kind of dark too. Very so dark. Yeah. Um, it was kind of terrifying to see how, uh, how close it is to some of the stuff we've seen. Yeah. But I think, I think that was my favorite part about this film. Um, we talk about, yeah, films absolutely. I'm not saying evoke- that as a negative. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a positive. We, yeah. We talk a lot about this show on the show about films uh, that evoke emotional responses to me, this film, evoked a large amount it wasn't just funny i wasn't just laughing i mean there were times and there are films out there that i've watched that literally like i i need to get up and like pace while watching um Mm -hmm. you know there were scenes in this film that made me feel that way there are scenes in this film that make you angry that make you want to scream at the at the screen you know yeah Um, so i think that's why i like this film so much um obviously like i said it's not for everybody very polarizing topics um yeah, and I like yeah. the, I like kind of like the fact that they just poked fun at that. It's kind of like self-referential in that fact that like it's so polarizing to talk about the movie itself because the movie is about polarizing topics. So yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I kind of enjoy that aspect. But um, one thing I did want to bring up before we yep. before we close the segment here is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, man, and a few of the other actors I want to talk about too. But Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio, when he kind of just loses it on uh, on TV during that one interview segment. Yeah, towards I mean, the end. 
for a second i was worried like when i saw the trailers for this movie i was like okay they got a bunch of big a-list actors did they just throw a bunch of money at the screen like you know one of those other you know seth rogan jonah hill movies that they've made before but that that wasn't this it was it was actually a really good performance from everybody on the cast yeah uh, i mean even and you know i've i've come out talk about uh polarizing yeah. subjects i've come out and said i'm not a huge uh, jennifer lawrence fan which i right. know a lot of people disagree with you know thinking that she's an excellent actress i thought she was excellent in this is kate dibiaski yeah, yeah she her, really her pulled performance it off was awesome i thought meryl streep and jonah hill as the and, de facto villains in this film can we, were can awesome. we talk about them real quick I, yeah. just to, just to be clear is it, they're supposed to be trump and and like his son, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Donald yeah. Trump Jr. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I was I was I wasn't hundred percent on it. And then like the um the do you think that the what's his name? Peter, the the guy that's kind of like Elon Musk the, the or tech, the tech wizard, yeah. Yeah, tech wizard. Do you think they were saying like he's a Elon Musk or like a Steve Jobs or I think they're just they're just commenting. I mean, I don't know if he has a direct character, you know, yeah. Branson, Musk, any yeah. any of these guys that are doing the the space exploration, what is it, SpaceX and right. uh Blue Odyssey, I think it's called and all mm -hmm. the but no, I think it was just more a commentary on how much, you know, commerce and business has its hands in uh in politics, you know, I mean, obviously the reason he has so much say is because he's donated so much money to this campaign, but that's so true on both political sides, you know, um, in today's world that businesses have such pull on these politics. These world leaders are basically puppets for, for big business um, on both sides. You know, whoever gives the most money essentially to a campaign, you know, sort of, you know, for lack of a better terms, have these, poli these politicians by the balls. Yeah. And it's, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, that takes front and center in this, in this film, these, these big businesses and like all the, like the capitalist stuff was really interesting to me because, um, Ryan, I don't know if you've paid, been paying attention to the news recently, but, um, I noticed, uh, recently that Microsoft bought like Activision, which is basically the guys that make call of duty. So, okay. um, call of duty and like world of Warcraft and everything like that. So that was like mm -hmm. a, a $69 billion acquisition. And it's just like, I, they're thinking like is that a monopoly and stuff like that so it just kind of reminded me of like how all these businesses came took over in this movie it was kind of eerie thinking that could actually happen in our yeah. world <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's this you know the thing that leaves you so unsettled and the end of this film yeah by the way is extremely yeah. unsettling yes um but that's you know sort of the the thing that's so unsettling about this film is how close to home it hits i think yeah and i kind of want to just bring up on a final note for this yeah. movie um Kind of my big uh, scene stealing performance, I think uh, Timothy Chalamet. I really like this character in this. Um, I I I haven't. I was worried when I heard that he was in this movie, and I heard that he wasn't in it very much. I was like, oh man, they just paid him to have a small cameo. And you know, I'm a big fan of his work, and uh, he hasn't turned into bad performance in my book at at all. So uh, I was delighted to see that this was one of my favorite performances from him in the little time he had. He played a really endearing character in this one that was both hilarious, but kind of heartfelt at the same time. And he pulled it off with great, great uh, aplomb. What did, you, what did you think? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I thought okay. uh, when, when he, he entered, because he enters about three quarters of the way through the film, I was like, really? You know, Timothy Chalamet is a pretty big, big name right now. And they're going to yeah. 
bring them on for, you know, the final 10 minutes of the film or whatever. And I mean, granted, once again, I didn't realize how long the runtime was when I watched this, yeah. but I, I loved his role. I thought he was, a, he did an excellent job and, you know, showed great range, very different from anything else that Timothy Chalamet has played. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what was, what was your score? I gave my score of eight. You said it was also eight or. I would give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that closes uh, that segment. And uh, should I just introduce the next film? Yeah, please, please do. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the next film was one that took the number two spot on my top five movies of 2021, uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines. I thought it was a really great animated movie, my favorite animated movie I'd seen in a long time. Um, I wanted Ryan to check it out and see what he thought. So you guys know my thoughts on it. Um, my score is 10 out of 10. Um, Ryan, I want to know what you thought about it. Did you enjoy the film? This was an enjoyable family film. Yeah, absolutely. Well, start, start by saying that. I don't know that I can say it was anything more than that. For me, okay. may, maybe I just didn't relate to the film. I, I don't know okay. exactly why, but you know, this film, you know, once again, we talk about films that, you know, make us feel a wide range of emotions as being great films. Right. Um, I mean, I just, I didn't feel it with this film. I felt like this was just another family film that's like teaching children, you know, to, to love your family and that your family will always be there for you and you have to have their back sort of thing. Uh -huh. um, you know, it also sort of gives the warning of, you know, technology and social media. Um, yeah, you know, that's sort what of I liked about it. You in the face with it a little bit. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I felt watching it like this was a film made for children to watch with their family. Whereas there have been a lot of animated films in recent history that have come out that I felt like, as a young adult, I can sit and this film was made just as much for me as it is for someone who's 60 years old watching, as well as that 60 year old who's with their three or four year old grandchild watching. You know, I, I don't so you know. You didn't think it hit you on like the deep thinking level or what? Correct. I, okay. I didn't feel that way at all. I felt like everything was sort of sort of given to you in this uh -huh. film. Um, sort of almost, like I said, you know, you were hit in the face with a lot of the messages. Um, that said, there okay. were definitely a lot of funny moments. Uh, yeah. I will say that there was a lot of laughter for me in this film. Um, <laughs> I really liked uh, the little brother. He was probably my favorite character. Yes. Um, yeah. He, he was, loves he dinosaurs. Yeah, he loves dinosaurs. And uh, I loved him with, uh, with the neighbor girl who also loved dinosaurs. I thought that whole bit was pretty funny. Loved yeah. the dog. Um, honestly, really liked the dad as well. I think the characters were Dude. excellent. That's that dude. That's what I'm saying. You you got to understand what makes this movie unique. And that's what it is, is that um, essentially it's like a dark comedy slash satire, but made for kids. And that's why I appreciate it really about is. it so much. It really is. But it is very watered down. Let, let me just put it that way. It's made I, for kids. Of course, of, course, <laughs> of course it is. I hear you. But, you know, and we were talking about this pre-show. Um, I mm. think... For example, um, the movie that the film that comes to mind to me as the masterpiece masterpiece animated film in recent history that mm -hmm. has been made for all ages and can be enjoyed by all ages is Coco. Okay. To me, that is a film that makes you think, it makes okay. you sit down and think, keeps you guessing the whole time. There were some twists and turns in Coco that I was like, I did not see that coming. Uh, this film, like I said, was very straightforward, and I enjoyed it. I I, I just like I said. I cannot say it was a great film. I would give this about yeah. a seven out of 10. 
Okay, yeah, it's still a good movie yeah, in your not, book. Not, yeah, a, for not sure. a bad score by any means. And if you got the time, definitely, I would say take the time to watch it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just unlike you. I think you're saying this is a film that you would suggest people drop and watch. You know, make yeah. it make it an effort. Whereas for me, this is more a film. Obviously, it's on Netflix, so you can't. Yeah. But this would be a film that I would. Oh, you know, I'm scrolling through cable. If it were on cable, you know, click. I'm going to watch it, and right. you know, definitely would suggest doing that. But right, I don't right. know that I would make the time. For someone in my demographic to sit down and watch it or see, our demographic i should say see for me watching it i i don't know for some reason i had i had that kind of uh i don't know uh reaction to it as i did for coco and uh like okay. i really enjoyed moana as well but um yeah. for me this yeah, is this idea. is way different than those kinds of movies and that's why i enjoyed it so much okay it's and not your typical how, if you don't mind me asking yeah so it's it's not your typical princess adventure, right? Like those um, movies, you know, even I mean, Coco would, would itself. Would you call Coco that? I, I wouldn't is call it's, Coco It's that. a kind of hero's journey of its own in a way. And this one took that to a different level, I think. Okay. Um, number one, the, the setting is different than any children's film I've seen, The Apocalypse. I've never seen a children's film that takes fair. place during the apocalypse. That's fair. Um, number two, it's not afraid to uh, depict things as they are. Are which um, I want to speak to the sexuality of the main character. You know, they're not af afraid to shy away from that throughout the whole film, and I really appreciated that. I thought that was and cool. And I think I think that was something that was really see. I, I think that was something that was really missed in this film. How? And, made, and once again, it's because this film was definitely focused on making it for a younger generation. I wish I didn't they think they watered more, that what, down what at all. Name? Katie, right? Yeah, Katie. That's the I main wish, character's name. I wish they delved more into her story. You know. It's kind of they you know, did, dude. That's the main character. I'm, diff I'm I'm different. She says she wears the rainbow pin. She's different. You know, there's always rainbows around her. She talks about how she's you know really you know you can't you can't make people towards this. You can't just have them slap you in the face with it. Like <laughs> I understand, but I wish they delved more into her character. Maybe that her family. You know, she said my dad never got me, but it was more my dad never got that I'm a filmmaker. I thought they were going to delve into like how her family never understood her sexuality and like that's. The, but I, that's the beauty of it, Ryan. That that's the beauty, RB. That's the beauty of it because the whole the whole thing about her being a filmmaker is a metaphor for her being, you know, whatever. I don't know. A, I don't know. You know, just, bisexual or whatever. Right. It just it didn't. That whole message, I thought they missed an excellent opportunity to maybe educate a younger generation about that. And that's I, I exactly like, what the whole I, movie was about. That's that what it, the lesson was. I don't know that it, it was to educate people about that. That's how you, that's how you deal with being who you are to your maybe, family, even maybe, if they don't accept it at first. Maybe it's because I went into it with really high expectations. You know, I had seen the trailers before you had, you had talked right, about right. it. You talked about Katie's character and, you know, sort of that arc in our uh, top five films section. Yep. So maybe I was just looking at, like, I thought it was going to go into it more deeply mm -hmm. than it did, you know? I just thought every character in the film had an amazing story arc, including, like, the mom, the dad, the brother. Like you said, they all had an amazing story arc. Even, like, minor characters, like the two robots that they I, befriend. I love the two robots. They Those are, are hilarious. Yeah, every yeah. scene, they're fantastic. Yeah, and that I, was... That yeah. was uh, one of my one of my favorite parts of this film was. Did you like the part where they couldn't tell whether it was a pig or a dog? 
Did you get yes. that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was so I like funny. that. Loaf of bread? Loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, this movie so and I like the ending where they sing the Mayahi, yeah. I like that. The talent show not the talent show scene, but the talent show mix. Yeah, it was Katie, so Katie dope. and Dad's talent show mix. Yeah, it was yeah. dope. And how about when all the Furbies come to life? That was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's I a mean, lot of fun stuff in this movie that I really enjoyed. I loved it. It was. Um, did you know that it's from the people that made, uh, you know, Lego Movie, the original Lego Movie? I did movie. know that. Yeah, which I'm um, a huge fan of. I, right. I, I liked a little bit more than this. Um, because oh, I, I like Lego were, Movie a lot too, though. There but, were a lot yeah. more mature topics in the Lego Movie than this. I don't know. I just. I think this one handled some pretty mature topics, but okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I can see what you're saying. Like I yeah. said, I just I felt unfortunately like it was a very surface level, and that's that's what made me a little upset about it. That being said, like you said, I, I think the character work was incredible. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Did you like that. the um, art style, the anime, the animation? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was well done. I thought it was really cool. It was kind of because um, the the movie they made before this was Into the Spider Verse. I think if I'm not mistaken, that's the same people. And it kind of felt like something similar, but not quite the same as into the spider verse, but just a little bit different. I thought that was really mm -hmm. cool. Um, I really enjoyed the animation myself. I thought it was really dope. Um, a lot of great jokes. Um, so Definitely Ryan, a lot it of a great seven. jokes. Yeah. yeah. Seven out of 10 good okay. film. Definitely. Um, just nothing, you know, like I said, I wouldn't even give it that great mark. Right. But yeah. definitely still a, a good film. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it, and I'm glad I watched Don't Look Up because I really like that one, too. Um, I'm looking forward to watching more movies that we missed out on in 2021 as well. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a, good, uh, a good stopping point then. Uh, but we both enjoyed each other's films for sure, and uh, yep. we'll be back next week. We haven't decided yet if we're going to focus on a film that comes out next week or if we're going to do another one of these episodes. But um, let us know if you like this. Um, yeah. Now – it's Spotify, right? You can leave comments now. Yep, so be absolutely. sure to leave comments, what you think of these formatted episodes, maybe some topics you'd like to see us or some themes of films that you'd like us to share some of our favorites with each other uh, or some of your favorites as well that you'd just like us to review. So yeah. you can find us on Spotify, as we mentioned, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Dom, you want to take us out? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, Please stay tuned for ne next week's episode. We record every Wednesday, and usually it goes live around uh, sometime in the morning on Thursday. So stay tuned next week for another episode of Top of the List. We'll see you then.